You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good day. Holy moly. Holy Good. moly. Good day. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell, here with David Warren. And we just love real estate in Ottawa. <laughs> I'm here to talk about it every week. We just show up, we talk about real estate, and then we get to work. Just love the I, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the owners of Referral Mortgages in Ottawa, also a mortgage agent. David is my business partner. He is also an owner at Referral Mortgages and a mortgage agent. And Greg Campbell, partner, realtor, yeah. Blue Panda Realty. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> hey, uh, quick shout out to North Brew, northbrew.ca, coffee sponsor. Head to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast, and you can get 20% off all of your coffee orders. And 20% of your purchase actually goes towards the uh, homeless community and, uh, you know, provide them food, shelter, et cetera. So good cause, good coffee. Good day, gentlemen. How are we? What's going on? Great. I think David's doing a little bit better than I am, though. He's in uh, lovely, lovely Florida. What part? What part yeah. of Florida are you in? Uh, Four Myers. So we, uh, my wife and I, we flew down yesterday with uh, our two-month-old. We got his shots on Wednesday. His passport a week ago. It's hilarious. An infant having a passport. Um, you know, which apparently is good for five years. The same photo of yeah. him at, yeah. at at four <laughs> weeks old is good for five years because obviously they'll look alike and uh, you know, in a couple, uh, but flew down yesterday was actually a, uh, was surprisingly good. Um, and, uh, yeah, got in, got in yesterday mid afternoon here for a little bit, just work from here. Um, yeah, look forward to it. Fort Myers is pretty country. sweet. Eh? It's that's, uh, that's pretty far south. Yeah. It's, so it's about like, we flew into Fort Lauderdale, um, cause there was direct okay. flights, uh, with Flair Airlines, actually like dirt cheap flights. And uh, it's a two hour drive. So I just rented a car from the airport and drove here and dropped it off at the airport in Fort Myers just because the options for flying were uh, ridiculously expensive or uh, or connections all over the place. So now, for did you foray of flying with the infant, we wanted direct no matter where we were going. It's just like, you know, yeah. a few hours direct. Let's uh, let's feel this out, how it's going to fly. But did, uh, yeah. did Oliver get a little taste of Casablanca while in uh, Fort Lauderdale? He did not. Not yet. Not yet. In due time. Greg, Casablanca. You have to go if you're ever down there. Nice little jazz lounge, live music oh, okay. right on the beach. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Florida's on the top of my list right now for, uh, travel. Like if, if it's American travel, you know, I, I used to go a lot to St. Petersburg when I was a kid uh, with my parents, Sarasota and around there, Tampa, but, uh, yeah. Fort Myers looks, looks good. Looks good, man. Um, you, you know what? I'm just going to jump into something quickly since we're talking about Florida. Sure. Okay? Let's talk about this. Uh, I'm going to bring this up quickly, everybody. And then uh, I'll talk more about it next week because I just, this came across my, this came across my desk from a friend of mine, Janelle Sloan <laughs> on Facebook, um, who's uh, big into the crypto and NFT market. So uh, there's a house being auctioned off as an NFT in Tampa. Uh, so there, it's a little bit of a two-part thing here because it still has to be registered uh, physically, obviously, to be for the ownership to change of the deed uh, title. So there's talking about uh, let's. I'll just read it briefly. A home in Florida could be the first house sold as an NFT, non-fungible token. Um, for those that don't know too much about it, uh, it's been super hot 
all over the last year and into this year, uh, read up about NFTs. Um, the four bedroom house located in Tampa Bay will be put on the market by our local realtor as an NFT on Tuesday. It will have property rights minted as a digital token and sold for a minimum bid of 650,000. So, and they say it's an exciting venture into what possibly could be the future of real estate. Now, this is really interesting. Um, again, I'm not going to go into this too much because I need to get some more information before I speak about it properly, but there's 2000 people that are registered for the auction already. So this is happening tomorrow and it's very intriguing just because of the fact it's a home being publicly auctioned as an, uh, being minted, the property rights being minted as a digital token for a minimum bit of 650,000 now with so many people into NFTs now and how this is the first home that's being auctioned off like this, this could like just blow records away. And, you know, I don't think it would skew the market too much, but people are going to have to understand that it would be more of like a, um, uh, what's kind of like a trophy buy for somebody novelty. getting the first uh, NFT. A novelty a novelty. Buy so, so I'm really, I'm really intrigued in seeing where this goes. Um, anyways, there's, there'll be more, I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. And I'm also going to talk about the pro the uh, company that's doing it. It's called Propy or Propy, Propy, Property, mm. Propy. Propy. And, uh, it, it's a, uh, it's an online, uh, property shop basically that, uh, sells real estate. And it was awarded a technology pioneer by the world economic forum. So I'm going to do a quick breakdown on that. It's, it's a U.S. company, but uh, I think it's still re relevant because it'll be something that, you know, will be in Canada at some point. Um, anyways. So, uh, so I'm yeah, Ben Stiller. Hey, so I haven't read the article. So so hot right now. I, I haven't Ferrell. read that article, Greg. I'm I'm curious though. So they're selling a physical home. Yeah. In Tampa, but the deeds are going to be an NFT. So the, the, it has to be registered physically as well. This is the weird thing. This is what I don't <clears throat> understand. And it's, it's like being minted as a digital token. It's like a hybrid, I guess. Um, and then they're saying that someone's also going to do a local artist is going to do a mural on a brick wall in the house of the property or something like that. And that will be, that will help solidify the actual digital asset, um, in imagery. Like I, I don't know. That's why I'm saying I'm going to dig deep into this because I want to be able to speak about it properly next week. But I just thought it was really interesting because, because it, uh, came to me and it's happening tomorrow. So next week, everyone. Check I might have to out. take a drive to Tampa today and uh, go check out this. Check uh... There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's that's wild. Anyways, so that's that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Great is show, that. guys. That yeah. is that. That is that is something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ottawa. 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 So we uh, uh, last. Last week we were talking about uh, well many things, but one of the things we talked about was um, first-time homebuyers being gifted or lent funds. I think it was twenty percent, right? Twenty percent of first-time homebuyers uh, were gifted funds for their down payment. And one of our listeners uh, made a comment says it's half. And I know Greg, you already responded, but I think for the general, uh, for everyone listening, if half of the first-time homebuyers are being gifted or lent funds from their parents who are accessing these funds through reverse mortgages, refis, I'm assuming. Does this explain why many parents are stuck in their homes and cannot sell them? As I understand that if they leave their homes, they would be forced to buy a new one and take on a new mortgage. Is this partially contributing to the reason why housing inventory is historically low? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I personally think it's a part of it because I've spoken with two families who 
they were on their way out to buy to downsize, and instead they took money, they took equity out of their property and gave it to their kids so that they could get into home ownership. That's two experiences with me personally. So I mean, is it part of it? I assume you know it has to be. And now they're not selling; they're staying because they don't want to take on another mortgage for themselves by you know or selling, splitting that half for them, half for their kids, and then being into another mortgage. So mm-hmm. they're just staying where they are for a little bit longer. Yeah, I think I think one thing in there that uh, to clarify <clears throat> when he says reverse mortgages, reverse a reverse mortgage is a product um, that is a mortgage product, um, and it's different from refinancing. So a reverse mortgage oh, is yes. something that is sometimes used by elders, and I don't know if he's referring to that. Yeah, that's why um, I wasn't sure if that's what he meant and, by reverse. You know, or- yeah, reverse mortgage is um, typically if your house is paid off. Uh, depending on the age, you can uh, pull out equity up to typically around fifty-five percent of the value of the home, and not have to make any monthly payments. The payments are accrued onto the mortgage, and when uh, the person passes or sells the home, uh, then those payments are then paid out. So for people that are retired, they don't have maybe maybe their retirement is in the property, but they maybe are only on. Uh, OAS or CPP, and they can't qualify for a regular refinance, they would go through this, leveraging the equity in their home, and they can either get it as, you know, that equity out as lump sums, or as, you know, they could set up on monthly payments as if they're getting a pension. And then the interest that is accrued um, is tacked onto the mortgage. And when the house sells, that's repaid. Um, so that is something that that is out there. There, you know, there are some uh, you know, home equity bank and and uh, equitable bank, you know, offer these products. That is completely different from refinancing. Refinancing right. is, you know, qualifying for a mortgage and pulling out that equity. Now, I think the, so I wanted to clarify, you know, those two different things. I think to, to his point, you know, and to yours, Greg, there are a lot of people that are accessing equity to gift to their kids. I think the problem is, is that, yeah, there is low inventory on the market. It's, it's kind of a, a snowball effect that, you know, long-term care homes are still in disarray and have been in the last two years. So those that 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 segment of the market that would have been moving into long-term care homes, um, things like that, or or retirement communities, they either building them has been delayed or been stagnant, um, or there's just no availability of long-term care homes, or people not wanting to move in there because of the rampant issues, and so people are staying in their homes for those reasons, and then other aspects to it. Of yeah, maybe they're pulling out equity to to give to their kids, or if they're you know depending on how much equity they have, that's not necessarily leaving mm-hmm. them in their home because they're maybe only they're gifting maybe fifty, hundred thousand dollars, and maybe their home's worth you know the average in Ottawa is almost eight you know seven hundred fifty thousand. I don't know that that's fully keeping them in their home, but but certainly low inventory is you know for anybody people that would normally be listing and, and either downsizing or or moving elsewhere you know aren't doing so because there's just nowhere for them to go. Yeah, sometimes you'll see. Sometimes you'll see on TV if you're watching, uh, you know, the hockey game or something. You'll see the chip chip reverse mortgage come up. That's that's typically um, one of the brands that I guess everyone knows. Kurt Browning, I think, was their spokesperson for some time. So if you ever saw Kurt Browning in a commercial in the last few years, he's probably for a <laughs> figure reverse skater? mortgage. Is that the figure, figure skater? skater yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm keeping it topical with the Olympics on right now. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's uh, it's interesting. And I actually, when I read his comment, I made maybe the wrong assumption that he was referencing refinances and didn't understand the terminology. But he might actually mm-hmm. be discuss. He might actually mean reverse mortgages. So, um, 
Sorry, Bichon Rowe, for, uh, if for he's, mis- if he's mis- listening, misassuming, unassuming. If he's yeah. listening, he can clarify in the comments. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know, know what the B, the B stands for. He comments every week. I need to know what the B is. It's just B. <laughs> he's just, it's just like Ronaldo. It's just one name. You know, just B. <laughs> it's just a letter. B. <laughs> B. What up, B? Um, right. So, Greg, numbers. Everyone wants to know, where are we sitting? Okay, so I got to apologize. I had big plans for this week doing the uh, downloadable uh, PDF that I was going to do, and I got a little carried away with it. So I needed to regroup and and structure it a little bit better, and I did not get that done. It's being released as an NFT. Pay close attention. It's coming soon. It'll be be released as an NFT. We're actually releasing a Torep Crypto. Torep Crypto, (laughs) launching this week. It's that easy. Starting our own blockchain. So... uh, so it, this is this is good. In the last week now, there's 216 active. Uh, actually, I don't know if that's active. That includes sold. There's 216 total um, between listings, sales, and conditional sales. Uh, 600. I, I'm going to assume about 500 of those are sold. Kind of similar to last week, because the matrix, the MLS system that I use, uh, it's been super super slow for me for the last 24 hours. I'm not sure why. When I try to do big data in uh, grabs. So, uh, uh, yeah, we can blame, blame the board for that. Not me, not me. It's got nothing to do with me. Uh, 650 rentals though, still. So the rental market is still hopping more price reductions. I see in that a lot of people sticking, but you know, I'm looking at the, the average days on market for rentals and it's getting, it's getting up there. Um, I wonder for the know, rentals, so that, if they're downtown core and, uh, people aren't exactly really, uh, <laughs> jumping at that probably rentals. They're all the over the place. Core. They're all over the <laughs> yeah. place, man. Like there's a lot out here in Orleans and I, it, you know, and in the, in the suburbs, I mean, it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of investors bought last year. Yeah. Uh, and now they're, and now they're trying to find tenants and I guess there's just not as many people. It's a, like, there's so much, not enough supply for sale, tons mm-hmm. of supply for rental properties. So if you're coming to Ottawa, you may want to just rent for a bit because uh, it'll be easier than getting into a bidding war with some of these uh, some of these properties right now. Until mm-hmm. that changes, I predict that's going to change in the next few months. It's going to balance out big time. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Big time. How? Uh, so you had some numbers, Greg. I think from RBC as far as this year's growth, but what, uh, I mean, let's, let's throw some numbers out there. What are you guys thinking as far as Greg, you think it's going to balance out like price are going to balance out? Yeah. More price supply. I have to, I mean, the same yeah. thing mm. happened last year, right? Everyone. And remember what we kept talking about everyone was, uh, you know, the people that waited until like May, June, they were like way yeah. late to the party in terms yeah. of getting the, the crazy, uh, increase in value, increase in price for their home. Uh, yeah. I think the same thing's going to happen this year. And I think it's going to be less, uh, in terms of the, uh, difference between list price and sales price than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it can't, I mean, it has to stop to an extent RBC that, that post that they put up uh, that article saying that they're expecting 6.8% increase this year. That's substantially less, I mean, than 25% and then 0.8% over, uh, for into 2023. And I think that's very realistic based on the history of Ottawa, where you get these yeah. skyrocketing gains and then it plateaus and it'll plateau for like five years. Mm-hmm, we yeah. could have a 0.8, 0.2, you know, zero, one for the next five years after, after the end of this year. And that's nothing, that's nothing new. So for anyone that's buying now, you know, and again, I've said it before and I say it to all my buyers now, like, I hope you plan on staying in your home for five years at least. Yeah. I mean, am I, like, my, f- I know we talked about this on the show before, but the first place I bought, I bought it for two twelve. 
It was a townhome. Seven years later, sold it for 217, and 217 was a record on the street. So, yeah. you know, over seven years, it only went up like a fraction, like what, two, two to four percent roughly, which is, you know, it's better than going down two to four percent. I'll tell you that. Um, but it certainly isn't 20 or 15 or 10. So I think what you're trying to say too, Greg, is like if you're buying now, don't expect to just flip it in two years and make a, you know, two, three hundred percent profit. It's going to take, it may take another 10, 15 years. My, my personal opinion, yeah. I, I believe that we're still in a really massive supply issue. And I think there's still a lot of people mm -hmm. migrating to Ottawa and mm -hmm. to Ontario. So I would say this year, we're probably going to see something. My, my guess is somewhere in between, you know, somewhere between six and, and that 25, I'd say probably somewhere between 10 and 10 and 12% uh, increase in, in values this year. And then I would say next year, we'll probably see it bounce out as you know, I think there is, yeah. there's definitely been a spotlight now on the lack of, supply obviously and the lack of construction and the costs associated with construction and permits and everything else so i think there's a lot of light being shone on that which should hopefully force some change uh in those regulations which then should allow people to build faster which should hopefully balance out the market a bit more in in the next 12 to 18 months that would be my guess uh i think also yeah. rates rates will probably continue to go up yep. which will you know maybe slow the market down slightly so just a combination of a bunch of different things but I would say this year we're probably going to see similar growth. And I think, and I think right now that there's a lot of buyers who should be, you know, they're not wrong to do it, but I think they should be c considering renting, like and just putting it on holes. Like those those rentals that are out there now, those are all going to be gone by summertime. Mm. I think the rental market. I think people coming to town or, or you know listening to shows like this and just you know forecasting whatnot are going to be kind of like you know what, let's just wait and see where this goes. Let's get into a rental. You know, instead of trying to fight this, uh, this beast. I'm waiting for the fall winning. market when it bounces out. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're waiting till summer. Like, I mean, if we have a more yeah. traditional summer market, like we did last year, which was amazing and people got, people got deals at the time, you know, I hope that happens again. I, I I'm predicting personally that it will happen again, but those rentals are all going to be gone. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to take a pause and I think that's going to be uh, a part that slows down the, uh, this crazy increase in value as well. Yeah. Because I mean, people are just, of, they're frustrated, right? Speaking of, uh, frustration or, or, or crazy values, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, reached out yesterday. I uh, had a listing on a detached home in, in Stittsville. Came across your um, desk. Yeah, I came across came my across desk. He stepped desk. in my he stepped in my office and slid it across. Um, Dave, do you have a minute? The, uh, yeah, uh, a, de a single detached in Stittsville, um, similar home in December for context. S similar home sold in December for eight fifty. Single detached four bedroom home. Um, he listed it. He listed that. You know, he said eight hundred. You know, expecting and mm -hmm. expecting in that you know eight fifty to probably nine hundred range. You know, based on that comparable. And over the weekend, they had fifty four showings. Wow! They had nineteen offers, mm -hmm. and it sold firm at one point zero one million. Mm -hmm. Three hundred thousand over asking. Now let me uh, let me interject here as well. This property was built in 2002 and it has no upgrades. It's an original 2002 Hollitzner home, backs on green space, which is great, but it needs, you could sink 200,000 into this in minutes. Mm -hmm. Probably got the wood cabinets in the, in the kitchen, it, the oak wood dude, they cabinets. They got the wood furniture. 
Yeah. It has carpet. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, it looks like it's 2002 blue carpet. It's crazy. Yeah. 1.1 million. Man, I hope they're going to live there till they are gone. <laughs> But this is, I mean, this is, it, it really does feel like deja vu. And I, I'm, I've been meaning to go back and listen to some of our shows from, from last January, but I feel like this is exactly what we said. Like, this is exactly what we saw last year, you know, 20 offers, homes going for hundred, 200, 300,000 over asking. And like you said, Greg, it kind of tapered off probably around April and then come August, people were getting crazy deals. We were telling everyone to buy. And then the market, Conditions. you know, went, became scarce again in October, November, and then now we're right mm -hmm. back where we were last year. So, mm -hmm. based on that, uh, you know, I would assume, like you said, we'll see more supply coming on in the spring. Everyone looking to get those big gains, uh, and then lo and behold, the bounce mark. You know, the market bounces out because there's more supply, so people aren't getting the twenty offers anymore. They're getting two or three. They're not getting two hundred over. They're getting twenty over. You know, and it starts to bounce out. And then people aren't uh, mm -hmm. aren't as aggressive on their offers, and it and it slowly kind of bounces out. So. We'll see. Uh, we'll see the what one the next thing that's interesting. Are. The one thing that's interesting is, you know, um, and I know from a number of people, uh, realtors and, and on my side, a lot of clients are coming from Toronto, the Toronto area. Um, you know, I think right now I'm working with five to 10 clients that are relocating from Toronto um, where their values have gone up dramatically. They have anywhere from five to 700,000 in equity. Um, their jobs you know, are remote or they're in tech and getting relocated. Um, the market is higher in Toronto. I've got one right now. They're, they were, they live in Toronto. Their tech company is actually based in Ottawa. They want to buy their first time home buyers. They said, you know what? It's actually more expensive here. Why not? Our company's anyways in, in Ottawa. So they're coming here instead and, and putting that money. Others sold in Waterloo again, 700,000 in equity, uh, free and clear that they're relocating here. I've written over the last few days, like about five different pre-approval letters for them because they came over the weekend to look at place and they were just firing on everything. Um, and literally were like coming, just like they would see it, fire, fire. Like it didn't matter. Wife, you know, he's, he's his job's remote. Wife on that leave isn't sure right now. Um, but a lot of people coming from Toronto, which is, I think it's interesting because it shows that our market is still that much lower than Toronto and that mm -hmm. people are still willing to relocate their for jobs, the market based on housing pricing. Um, but because of, you know, their jobs are either remote and they're able to relocate easily. And it's, it's a much, uh, it's a market where they're able to get into, um, or just that price of, you know, not only just price of housing, but just cost of everyday life, whether it be groceries or food or, you know, dinners out and all that Toronto being more expensive from a day to day. Um, so it's, you know, when people ask about, and we talk about all the time people asking like, is there a room for Ottawa to go? Once you factor in not only the differences between people coming from those markets um, to ours because of not only housing prices, but also those other, you know, day-to-day -day living expenses, it is a drastic difference. And I think there was an article this weekend in the globe talking about the biggest um, that Vancouver and Toronto saw the biggest migration out of their cities than any other mm -hmm. city in uh, Canada, which is obviously makes sense because they're the two most expensive markets, but um, it's really interesting. And then, you know, and today there's um, an art, an article uh, talking about Kingston was the largest, the biggest gain in Ontario, uh, fastest rising home prices in Ontario. Um, you know, we talked about Carlton Place being the biggest growth, which is, mm -hmm. you know, 3.8 as far as the population, but Kingston having the biggest year over year growth 
at a grew at an aggregate price of a home in Kingston increased 38.1% year over year um, in the fourth quarter of 2021. So from fourth quarter 2020 to 2021, it grew 38.1% to 722,000 in, in, uh, in Kingston. While the median price of a single detached home went up by 44% Hmm. hit 780,000. So that's not even, that's, that's townhomes um, and everything. Aggregate price would be condos, townhomes detached at 722, but the average, the median single detached in kicks in 780,000, which is wild. Important, important to keep in mind too. Like if there's one thing we know about human beings, it's that, you know, once you're in a certain uh, environment for long enough, you just become like everything becomes normalized, right? So if you've been in Toronto and every single single family home you're seeing is 1.6, 1.5, 1.4, you come to Ottawa and you see a four bedroom single family home, half acre lot for $1 million, you're thinking that's a that's a steal, you know? So their, their pricing in their head is, at least for Toronto well, residents, mm-hmm. is much different context, than Ottawa residents. And, and to your point, Paul, I'm reading on in this, this article, the next paragraph, considering that the average condo in Toronto is now over $740,000 oh. and a single family detached home price are just under 1.6 million. And that's, that's still quite reasonable for young people looking to upgrade from renting. Um, reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Something that's proving increasingly impossible in Canada's largest city. But, but that goes to your point, Paul, you know, at 1.6 for, you know, in, in Toronto, this isn't the, treasury, you know, markets, but family, de- a single family detached of 1.6 and an average condo at 740. So you're talking on, you know, probably 800 square feet less, um, for 740,000, you know, that single detached in Sitzville four bedroom, you know, yes, it's, you know, original for 1.1. Like that's, that's not 1.6. That's a big, you know, savings, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and and lifestyles are are much different as well, and and what people value as far as living space. Like I was speaking to one of our friends, Dave, who who lives in Australia, and he was saying like his dream right now would be to live in Tokyo in a seven hundred square foot condo, you know. And that he said that would be like two million dollars right now. So you know, it's all it's all relative to to where you are and what you want and mm. and what you're mm-hmm. willing to pay. But it's the same reason that people from Toronto are coming to Ottawa, and Ottawa looks attractive. Is the same reason reason people in Ottawa are looking to. Russell and to uh, Oxford Mills and places like that because they're getting way more for their money. Yeah, or East Coast (laughs) because they're getting way more for their money based on what they perceive to be a home value at that price, right? So like a $600,000 home in Ottawa 10 years ago would have been like a four-bedroom single-family home in in Mm -hmm. Avalon, you know? And now that's getting you like a a townhome or a row house or or, a new build. A good Maybe. deal on a townhome, <laughs> but it will still get you an acre lot with a with yeah. a nice single family home in in Oxford Mills or somewhere out there. So so it's the same thing. People from Toronto are seeing Ottawa as a as an mm. opportunity, and people in Ottawa are seeing these outskirts as an opportunity. And it's just it'll keep rippling out as uh, as and, you know as the supply issues <laughs> remain. And Vancouver basically. and Vancouver sees Toronto as an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that exactly. is a discount. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. A lot of it's you know it's mindset. Um, but I mean, regardless, it all still comes, it still comes down to supply and demand at the end of the day, it's like anything you remove, you remove the supply and the demand is there. The price is going to go up and we see it at the grocery stores. We see it in housing. We see it everywhere. Um, and so it's just, you know, really a matter of what, uh, what's going to be implemented to help to increase that. What's yeah, going to help. And there was still. You know, 
And it was the biggest, I mean, sorry, it was the least supply of ho- of housing in Canadian history last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> people talk about, oh, it's a bubble, it's going to crash. It's like, well, no, the main fact is that it was the least supply of housing ever mm-hmm. in our country last year. So, you know, will it change? I suppose when a lot of more, a lot more people start selling. And I mean, I think, you know, to be Cheryl's comment again, I mean, I think, I think that demographic of uh, people looking to downsize and elderly who've just been kind of on pause since the pandemic, you know, hopefully they'll pick things up in the next couple of years. Let's just say if we had too much supply, we, we wouldn't be dealing with the highest prices in Canadian history. No, (laughs) it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's that simple, but you know, if we had, you know, uh, you know, half a million homes for sale right now, instead of a hundred thousand in the country, we wouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't be having these same conversations. Nope. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, That's what we're here for toe rep. We're here for you humans. Let's, uh, let's slide into the boost here. <laughs> boost me. We need a boost. I need a boost. <clears throat> so, uh, I got four today. I could have five, but I'm not overly thrilled with one of them. So I'm going to go with four. And one of them might be a repeat. So I, you know, I might be a bit off today. We'll see how we go. Number one. Uh, did you know that England does not have a kidney bank, but it does have a Liverpool? Mm. <laughs> yes. I like, I like that one. Um, keeping it international, German sausage jokes are just the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, have you heard about the new restaurant called Karma in Ottawa? There's no menu, but you get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Helvetica and Times New Roman walked into a bar. Get out of here, shouts the bartender. We don't serve your type. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I like them. We're good. Four, four, yeah. I, think, I think you're hitting them. Four for four? Four yeah. for four, I'd They're say. Pretty good. Pretty wow. good. Wow. Amazing. Pretty, pretty, well, pretty, pretty good. Uh, anyone still listening? Thank you. Um, we appreciate you. We will uh, We will be back next week. We air these shows every Tuesday at 10 a.m. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, that way you'll be notified anytime we release a new episode. And we do try to have kind of a, a shorter breakout. So if you don't have a full, you know, 30 minutes or so to, to watch the show, we usually do kind of a five to seven minute excerpt from the show. So you can kind of catch up on the highlights. And uh, as always, we just want to say thank you to Steve Hopkins, our producer extraordinaire, and uh, also to North brew coffee, northbrew.ca. If you put in the promo code podcast, you can get 20% off all of your coffee orders and 20% of your order goes to the homeless community here in Ottawa. And gentlemen, any closing remarks, anything you want to leave our listeners with this week? Nothing. Just keep at it. Keep, Keep at fighting it. a good fight. Show. Just, just do it. If you're ready to buy, buy. Just make sure you have all the information before you pull the trigger. We were going to take that slogan, weren't we? Just, just do it. That was our slogan last year. Oh, yeah, no, one, right. you, no one has that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some be t-shirts informed. that say just do it on it. Toe rep. You know? <laughs> Toe rep. Be informed. Yeah, there you go. Be informed. <laughs> Stay informed. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. We'll be back. Enjoy your week. We love you. Deuces. All right. Deuces. Bye. Later. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video.
Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.